Hey, Marty. Let's go back to Friday night first because you called that one Blues versus Crusaders. Talking to Razor Robertson yesterday, he was saying that he didn't think and his players didn't think that the Blues were as good as they were a year ago. Did you know, Tony, for a start, that Super Rugby began today last year? That was when the season started and it was yeah, the Blues Crusaders, yeah. if you remember again. Yeah, I uh, I did the game and it was a very close game. I think in the end, the Blues had a couple of shots at goal yep. to win the game and, and couldn't take them. And there was also, I think, you know, a very close one later on in the year. The reason it wasn't... Uh, such a contest on Friday night. I thought the Crusaders forwards just took total control of the game. Um, particularly, they just made a mess of the Blues line out. I think the Blues, you know, it's surprising really because they've got a very good forward coach, Tom Coventry. Um, but they attacked them uh, at that area and they also attacked what they considered to be one of the Crusaders' strengths, which was at, uh, sorry, the, the, the Blues' strengths was at scrum time and they got enough of an edge there. And, and, and to me, the difference between the two sides beyond that was just at nine and ten. Paul and Maunga were able to control the game superbly. So I think um, the Crusaders were, went there well-forearmed um, to, to win that game. If it wasn't as tough as last year, well, perhaps it was because they didn't allow the Blues to be tough enough. Clearly, the Blues have got an issue. They've still got to get over that hump of beating uh, other New Zealand sides. As it stands at the moment, they are in the top eight, uh, for, what it, for what it's worth, after um, three rounds of the competition. But... It just they've got to find that consistency. And I guess, you know, just hope that they're still in the hunt by the time Bowden Barrett gets back. 12.17, TJ is with us. Look, obviously at this time of the year, people on my side of the microphone, we need things to talk about. So we start looking at the Blues. The Blues lose and wonder if Pat can't fix it, JK can't fix it, Tana, Leon. Now, what's a Leon can't fix it, Tony? What then? Well, I, I don't know, mate. You've you got as good an idea of that as me. Um, I think you just got to give the guy... You know, just hope that the guy's got a, he's got some good people around him. Uh, as I say, I think um, one of the things that uh, inhibits them is the lack of good uh, game controllers. And I'm talking about that 9 and 10 yep, yep. coming out of the system in Auckland. And the, the best one who's done that, of course, is playing uh, the greater Auckland area, is playing as rugby for the Crusaders, Bryn Hall. Um, you know, things weren't working out for him for the Blues. The Crusaders liked him, and so they, they snatched him. And, I mean, you know, what a difference having someone like him around, particularly uh, later on in the season, uh, when Barrett comes back, look, they did. They they made a big move to try and alleviate that, uh, but of course they don't get Barrett back until you know halfway through the season. So uh, you, you'd have to hope that, that they were a little bit better last year than they were the year before. Um, you, you know, this, it's still early days. Um, as I say, they they played well to win in Sydney, but they've just got to find some consistency. Tony Johnson with us. Tony, let's just park for a second on the Bowden-Barrett thing. I've been kind of um, speaking with him uh, during the week. I wanted to kind of get him on this weekend, but he said he wasn't very keen to talk about what he's doing now because he starts in three weeks and he said he doesn't want to get indulged in the conversation about why he's not playing. I understand that. And I understand also that if you're in a position like him and somebody's negotiated that in your contract, that's fair and fine. However, at the same time, on the opposite side, it doesn't work for New Zealand rugby. It doesn't work for the Blues. Well, it certainly doesn't work for the Blues. I mean, you've got a marquee signing. And everyone's excited about it, um, but you're not going to see him till the competition's half over. And so, from that point of view, absolutely, it's very easy to understand the frustration. I think we all feel it to a degree because he's such a great player. You want to see him playing, but on the other hand, if that's what it takes to keep one of the best players in the world in the country, then they just had to bite the bullet. And the interesting thing is, no one's saying anything much about Bodie, uh, Brody, Retallick, and Sam White. No, no, no. Cool. Well, they're not here. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's sort of shop window stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, they're playing rugby somewhere else. Bowden Barrett's taking time out, and who knows, that might you know help prolong his career. So at the moment, we don't like it. 
Um, you can understand his sensitivity about it. Yeah, of course. Um, but it, it, he's, I guess, freshening himself up. He's going to be such a crucial player uh, going forward. He will be valued for the Blues, you know, in time to come. Uh, we just, I suppose, have got to be patient. And as I say, um, you know, he was offered the deal. Um, he took it if that's what it takes to keep a guy like him in the country. And they've had to be very inventive, haven't they, to keep these guys here because the money on offer for a guy like Bowden Barrett is just beyond belief. Anything that we're talking about with Tony, if you want to call, comment on it, or 92.92 on the text if you've got a question for him. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of naysayers, Tony, but look, the fact is, is this is what we do for a job. We're covering the sport. It's our national game. I, I really enjoyed that game on Friday night. I enjoyed it when I went and, and watched the Chiefs versus the Blues there. And one of the things that is, that is fascinating me at the moment is I believe this all-black side starts from scratch almost. We've got so many positions that are contestable. And does that open the door for the new face, the new guy? And I'll tell you what, one name that stood out to me watching that Crusaders was this young boy, Callum, who you said was from Harbour, was it Cullum or Cullum? And it's oh, educated. Cullen, Cullen Grace. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was yeah, born in Harbour and they've produced some good footy players there, but he went to uh, Timaru Boys High School. And uh, we saw a little bit of him last year in uh, the, the Canterbury jersey. And I know that when it came time to sorting out the awards last year, there was a lot of talk around for him, you know, as a promising player. But I, I, I was gobsmacked by what an impact he made. Mm, mm. Uh, they chucked him in on the side of the scrum. He can play lock. So that's that's certainly a string to his bow that he's got utility value. But he absolutely owned the line out. He, he, he got everything that they threw at him. Plus he pinched... Uh, two or three off the blues, which the way their line out was working was a little bit like taking candy from a baby, but he still did it. Um, and although he didn't sort of show out with ball in hand, we know he's got capabilities there. His defensive work, he made a lot of tackles, and boy, he hit hard in the tackle. So I thought that what was one of the exciting features of that game, he had two loose forward trios there, average age of just over 22. And uh, Tom Christie um, on the other side of the uh, Crusaders top tackler in Super Rugby has one miss after wow. three tough games. Good stat. And, and he's made the most tackles of anyone. And then um, in the blue side, um, Hoskins Satuhu, who looks... Yeah, he's still got some rough edges to a game. But yeah, but tell you what, though, he's got... He, I agree with you, mate. He's got something, doesn't he? He's a big lad and he oh, loves... Yeah. You know, so one of the things that Razor said yesterday as well is he said that he's been training Callum at eight as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, utility value... And and knowing Razor, you know, he, he, he'll he have some of his sort of veteran players that he'll ask to do the bulk of the work in the second row. And he'll just look to get this guy in and, you know, where he can influence the game. He'll be careful with him. But, yeah, look, it's always exciting. You don't want to build them up too much because, uh, you know, there's going to be enough pressure on them anyway. But i, I got to say, uh, and I think it probably showed in the commentary, it, it was exciting to watch. And, it was, mate. and look, there are... Other players around turn up. As I say, I, I go back to the uh, the Chiefs and a couple of features there. You know, how good it is to see Damien McKenzie back yes, doing Yes, here, here, Tony. Yeah. And, um, and also the way guys have stepped up in the absence of Brodie Retallick. And, and uh, Mitch Brown didn't play yesterday, but he's been terrific. Lachlan Boshi is just playing out of his skin. So, yep, there's, there's, there's new talent and, and you're looking for other guys that have been around to sort of step up. So... I know a lot of people are criticising Super Rugby, but if you actually just stopped and watched some of these games and forgot all about the peripherals, what time of year is, all that sort mm-hmm. of thing, and, and oh, God, there's empty seats up there, the footy's actually pretty good. Graham wants to ask you a question. What do you got, Graham? Look, mate, uh, you purported to be a knowledgeable sort of character, and um, over the years, when teams have come back from South Africa, and more recently when they're in, in Argy, come back and they struggle to play that game 
the week after they come back, um, back at home and win the game. Now, I find now there must be something in the way they're training or otherwise um, for them to come back and play as well as they did yes, last night. Yes, because you talked about the Canes last night, didn't you, coming back? And, Tony, yeah, you, yeah. You, Tony, you've talked about this before because you've done those flights. Yeah, um, there's a school of thought. It's a good point. There's a school of thought that if you're coming back um, from South Africa through you know, Australia, for some reason it's harder than coming back uh, the other way. And, of course, they came back from Argentina. But you're right, there's a hell of a lot of air miles that they've clocked up. Um, but I, the, the couple of things. First of all, um, what, you know, our teams tend to embrace those sorts of challenges. You know, rather than get all hung up about it, they sort of say, "Well, let's find a way around it." Uh, I said, "I do think that it just seems to be for some reason when you're coming back the other way, which is what is it, east to west, it is a, a um, it is a bit easier than the other way. You know, you get terrible jet lag coming back the other way." Um, and I look at the, you know that was a, you know up against a Sharks team that had been damn good the week before. Oh, that that was a, a great performance, high risk, high reward game that they played with those wide passes and that. They, some of them could have been picked off, but I, you know that was a terrific performance. And after a shocking start, they really have got this season on track, haven't they? And wasn't it good to see somebody like Ben Lamb, who was kind of like had a, two years ago was brilliant, and then where did he go last year? And then he's come back and he's playing well again. And I really like I like. Geordie being at 10 and just having that room and space as well. I mean, I'm just enjoying little wee things about individual bits of games yeah. and players at the moment, Tom. Well, I think the key to it, you know, is when players are healthy and sometimes players are playing, you know, with injuries by necessity, just niggling injuries, not enough to keep them out. But Ben Lamb has come back. He looks fit and he looks strong and he looks healthy. And they kind of, the Sharks play a very compressed defensive game. And through those wide passes, they stretch the defence, and that's just opening up holes. Ben Lamb is just going to mow through those. All right, a couple of quick ones. Uh, the Highlanders, I only tuned in for the last four minutes, the best four minutes to watch of that game. And then the Chiefs under Gats, what, do you, what have you seen? Well, the thing about Warren Gatlin, and it, you know, I was thinking about it early on, it reminds me, you know, I was working at TV3 and every single day. Oh, Tony, that was last century, season. mate. I know, I know. But you walk into the studio and there's John Hawksby there and you feel sort of bulletproof. And you, I just wonder whether it must be like that for the Chiefs players. You know, you go into your new season, you've got a couple of guys missing, and you go to training, and there's Warren Gatland, a guy who's won, what, three Grand Slams, six nations, coached the Lions successfully, all of that, and and he's your boss for the year. What sort of confidence that must give you. Uh, It hasn't been, you know, that the old all defence, he's smart enough to know he's got some astonishing talent, and he gives them full reign, but they also defend, uh, which is, you know, one of his trademarks. Uh, I think he's clearly enjoying it himself being back in the New Zealand environment. He looks happy. Uh, he looks relaxed. He looks, you know, he looks fit and healthy. Um, and I think the players are responding to him. So they've made a great start to the season. And the, the Highlanders, too, to be honest, mate, I didn't give them a chance. The Brumbies had won the, t- the last 10 games. Even if the Cru- uh, Highlanders' record against them has been pretty good, they've won 10 games at home in a row. And they'd started better. The, the, the Highlanders got towed up by the Sharks. That just showed to me that that old spirit that we we always talk about with the Highlanders, it's still there. Uh, to bounce back from what they did in the first week and to, to be hanging in there, they got a bit lucky. Um, they were lucky that it never broke sent off, and the siding commissioner seems to think that's the way. Uh, but even so, uh, gutsy win, and that, that puts their season heading in the right direction. That, that's a notable win, that, for a, a very young cobbled-together side. Thank you so much, Tone. 12.27.